You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, welcome back once again to Sprott Money News. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up for today, July the 1st, 2016. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us again this week is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, great to be here. We're just saying to ourselves we've had a hell of a run here and uh, another great week and probably a, a lot more in front of us here, so look forward to it. Perhaps we should summarize that run before we get started, Eric. We just finished up the first half of 2016 yesterday, and from where we stood back in December, all the prognosticators out there talking about gold going below 1,000 and silver going down to single digits. Well, let me lay these numbers on everybody. For the first half of this year, gold is up $265 or 25%. Silver's up nearly $5 or 35%. And the mining shares are up 132 points as measured by the HUI or 120%. Eric, can it get better? Uh, well, it's pretty hard to beat that, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty, that's a pretty good rate. I mean, most people would consider that a, a pretty good three or four years, particularly the stocks being up uh, in excess of a hundred percent. Um, but I think we do have uh, a lot more in front of us, uh, based on everything we see so far in the, the precious metal space. And probably the biggest thing is people aren't participating yet. The institutions aren't there. The individuals aren't there. It's a small market. I mean, the market's only um, uh, one half of 1% of all the money that's out there. I mean, if this money comes in, it's just going to be crazy how far things can go. Yeah, even in the paper markets. And it seems like we're starting to see that in silver. What do you think of the, the action in silver these last couple of days? Well, as you and I have discussed many times, I've always thought that silver would will blow gold away in terms of its total uh, percentage performance. And uh, we're starting to see that now. And one of the sort of subtle differences that I have towards silver and gold when we're looking at the COMEX positions is I look at the gross short position. I don't net the two off, the longs versus the shorts, because theoretically, I'm, I can't think, that, well, they can't be the same people, okay? They're different groups. And I've noticed lately that even sometimes when the shorts go up, the longs are also going up. And I think it's two separate groups of people. And so when I look at that and I see, for example, that there's um, 50 million ounces roughly short in gold. And, and you know, you, you throw um, a $10 move uh, on, on, um, on gold, that's a $50 million loss. You throw, put $100 on, that's a $500 million loss. Same thing in silver where we got a billion dollar ounces short. Now, about $800 million of that is the commercials. And, uh, you know, in the last two days, what, have we gone up a buck? So they've lost $800 million. Those gross shorts have lost $800 million. How long, you know, uh, before they have to go no moss? Because these losses are adding up. As you point out, silver's up 4 bucks. Well, that could be $4 billion from the low. Now, they haven't lost it all because it's put the positions on at different prices, but from the low to the high, we're talking a change of $4 billion negative. So uh, <laughs> there, there could be quite the fireworks when these uh, paper guys have to cover their positions. 
No, that's exactly right. And uh, you and I are thinking the same thing. It, it is shaping up to be an exciting back half of 2016. The, the, the fundamentals, Eric, are just almost it's almost impossible to overstate how strong they are. Just this morning as we speak, the 30-year-long bond in the U.S., new record low down at 2.2%. Could you explain for everybody again how negative <laughs> yields and low yields are so positive fundamentally for gold? Well, the more obvious one is the negative yield, right? You right. stick your money in the bank, and at the end of the year, you're going to put 100 in, and you end up at 99.50 at the end of the year. I mean, you got to think as a rational person, you might find a way of doing better than that. And, of course, the fact that you know gold's up 25% this year, well, if you'd done it at the beginning of the year, you'd be up 25% instead of losing you know, in, in the six months one quarter of 1% because negative interest rates are half a percent. So the logic... For all those people who have to own these uh, negative interest-bearing instruments or bank deposits, the logic of going into gold is becoming uh, overwhelming here. So, and even the when I think of the U.S. Uh, thirty-year bond, as you mentioned, the one thing I feel most confident in saying is that the U.S. is bankrupt. Yeah. That that's fairly obvious that they're not going to be able to pay. Social Security. In fact, there was a new study I think came out just this week saying that Social Security is going to be broke even sooner than we predicted, like 2028 or something. But that's not that far away, right? And, uh, you know, we can't wait till 2028 and then just say to everybody, well, there's nothing for everybody. I mean, that's that'll be chaos. So, yes, the fundamentals and the relative investment merits of gold versus the alternative improve by the day. Uh, speaking of bankruptcy, I just read this morning that uh, the U.S., I guess we call it semi-state of Puerto Rico, is defaulting on about $2 billion of bonds today. And add to that add that to the story we saw yesterday, Eric, about a special emergency $150 billion euro fund for the Italian banks. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, obviously, the Italian bank stocks were under extreme pressure, uh, and they've been doing so all year. And, and, you know, the, the talk is they got 360 billion of uh, problem loans there, which is gigantic. That's way in excess of their capital. And uh, so after this, the Brexit vote, the Italian shares were going down. And undoubtedly, there was a lot of money moving out of those banks. And that's why, you know, there's this chatter about uh, Italy putting some money directly into the banks. And then uh, yesterday, there's this announcement that uh, they were going to be able to, um, to guarantee 150 billion of, I guess it's deposits. Obviously, the money was leaving the Italian banks, i.e., a bank run. And I think that uh, those sorts of things will spread. I mean, it's not just the Italian banks. Take a look at the carnage that must be going on in these markets with the volatility of stocks and, and foreign foreign currencies are almost more volatile than stocks now and bonds. And somebody owns all these things, so there's there must be gargantuan losses being chalked up both in the uh, in the in the uh, instruments themselves plus the derivatives of the instruments my goodness you know, who knows what losses are out there but there will, there's going to be somebody have to report some significant losses and it, it might be the domino that starts things falling. And, of course, that's all great for gold and silver. Yeah, I, you've managed money your whole life, Eric. Uh, if you were a money manager this weekend and you sit back and you look at that first half performance, is that something that would, do you think, drive some flow of funds, uh, finally start waking some folks up here as soon as uh, Monday or Tuesday of next week as they look at what is working and what isn't? 
And you know, Craig, I think specifically, yes, when they look at the first half and they realize the disparity between a gold stock that's up 120 and their portfolio that's probably flat on the half year, or gold that's up 25, or silver that's up 35, yes, it will bring people over. Uh, perhaps, you know, the real big push comes in January of next year when the guys realize, oh my God, I missed a 200% move here, and you know, gold at 1500 and it's up, you know, 57%. Um, but there'll be more and more people coming over. You and I have talked about, you know, the fact that Munich Re stepped into gold looking smarter every day. Mm-hmm. So every other CFO out there should be thinking about it because somebody's going to throw it in his face, right? Why didn't we do what Munich Re did? What, what, what were we thinking at the time as we're getting zero interest rates on the money we have sitting in these banks or bonds or whatever? So... Yes, I think the conclusion of the first half with the massive outperformance will drive money into the sector. To that end, uh, a guy can't help but notice that uh, you have been quite active in the markets lately, uh, putting your money where your mouth is. Do you have anything you can add about uh, what your thoughts are? Sure. Well, um, obviously, I believe the bottom has been in for a while here. And uh, I've always described my investment thesis. I'm in the business of stealing value you have to steal value Uh, so you got to buy things when people don't realize that something is inexpensive Uh, so i've been very very active on the equity side i've uh, spent uh, personally over about a hundred million in the last couple of months on buying positions in uh, companies for the most part they tend to be strategic in other words i'll buy more than 10 percent of the company Um, and they've all performed spectacularly they typically are overlooked companies that uh, really are worth more than than what the markets accorded them and uh, i kind of look for and, and in some respects i i've taken some of my uh, gold holdings and actually borrowed against them <laughs> which i wasn't sure i would ever do but i thought man these stocks are going to go up so much i gotta i gotta borrow against this gold i would never sell it of course and and uh, so i was able to uh, take out some loans and uh, really get in the game here and i've i've been been enjoying it immensely and look forward to perhaps even a better six months coming up than the than the awesome six months we just had well all right next week brings another one of these uh, employment reports on friday we got a u.s market holiday on monday hopefully uh, we'll be smiling and having a good time talking about things next friday as well but uh any any final thoughts on what to expect as the second half of the year kicks off eric well, I think the biggest thing is going to be silver. I mean, the more the more I look at the, you know, the billion ounce short position, uh, we only produce uh, what mine eight hundred million ounces in a in a year, and these knuckleheads are short a billion ounces with the price rocking. I mean, this is going to get serious here. Imagine if we start putting a buck a day on, and somebody's losing a billion dollars. Not that many people can afford to lose a billion dollars a day, even the banks. So, I think silver. Uh, it will. That'll be the really fun thing to watch. I'm with you on that one, my friend. Well, all right. I'm going to give you the rest of the week off. I hope you enjoy your holiday. I know today's a Canadian holiday, and then Monday's an American holiday. And we'll get together after uh, watching next week. We'll do this again next Friday. Okay, Craig. All of us. Let's hope for another great week. Let's do. And from everyone here at Sprott Money News, have a great holiday weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> 